0: Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to the program Today's Issues on American Family Radio. It's 11.05 Central Time. Here in the U.S. of A, uh, and we thank you for listening wherever you may be joining us from, either on a radio station or on the AFR app, which you can access anywhere in the world, as long as you have high-speed internet. Uh, I'm Tim Wilma with Ed Battagliano. Steve Jordal's in now. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. <clears throat> How are you doing?
0: I'm well. I have some uh, some information that you guys uh, were talking about in the first hour. We can just throw this out and move on if you want. But Poland, uh, the size of Poland or of uh, Poland compared to the United States.
1: Yeah, I said a tenth the size. What, what am I? Or, or maybe maybe a twentieth. Probably a twentieth. And I'm not including Alaska.
0: Poland is 31 <laughs> times smaller than the United States. 31. Wow. 30, Did Alaska. It, do
1: they lay it over the U.S.? They lay the they U.S.
0: That? over Europe. Um, and then they, it's, so it's about two and a half times smaller than Texas, about two and a half times larger than uh, Pennsylvania, I think. It's
1: it. Poland, you're talking Poland is, about yeah. smaller than Pennsylvania geographically, bigger,
0: bigger, bigger than Pennsylvania, oh, bigger, two and a half times, bigger somewhere than between Texas
1: and Pennsylvania. Yes. That's the size of Poland, but still yes. imagine uh, Pennsylvania having to take two million refugees in from,
0: I'm sorry, New York, uh, New-, New York, not Pennsylvania. Okay. Two and a half times bigger. Bigger than New York, two and a half times smaller than Texas. 33 okay. times smaller than the U.S. What was it going
1: to say? Well, imagine having to take a million,
0: yeah, refugees, yeah, two yeah, million well, from Texas. Texas, yeah, imagine,
2: Texas has. Well, <laughs> well right. do, that's a good
1: point. Texas has actually and taken two million people from <laughs> from our southern border. Uh, now, they probably dispersed all the way across the country because yeah. Biden flies them uh, wherever they want to go. I don't need to get into that right now. I'm you having just a pretty good. Upset yourself. I'm having a pretty good day, you know, so far for right. Thursday. Deep breath, move on. All right. So anyway, what was I talking about? Oh, imagine seriously if you, if your state, let's say you're in Pennsylvania, and you got, and all of a sudden a million, all of a sudden in, in in ten days, two weeks time, a million and a half people are flooding in from West Virginia. Right. That's what it would be like. You know what do you. How do you absorb all those folks? How do you help them all?
0: You put them in camps on the border, and you have uh, you, cut, you have refugee camps like they have, like they're doing. Yes, I mean, but
1: but but yes, true. That's true, Steve. You but kind of keep them. But how do you? Um, it could be double that in two more weeks.
2: Good. This has just been going on since was it February 24th is when the Russians invaded. So if you've got, uh, I think the estimates from the United Nations are a million and a half. Million and a half, 1.5 million Ukrainians have fled the country since the 24th. So this is, today's the 10th, and uh, what was it, 28 days uh, this past uh, February? Yes. So two weeks.
1: Right. I'm just one, saying, one and a half million. I mean, saying that, that this that Poland is under great stress right now.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, that, uh, and I'm sure we're helping. That's one of the reasons the vice president went over yesterday to say we're standing with Poland
0: they are and but here's the thing the the whole reason the deal with Poland and I think one of the reasons the vice president harris is over there is because there is an effort to get fighter planes to We've- the ukrainian people mig fighter planes this is old russian planes that had been sold uh that uh that have been sold
1: to Poland that's dead in the water
0: well it is but Poland is doesn't want to send them in Poland wants to give them to the United States to send them in and the United States doesn't want to send them in because they're it's going to be combating the Russians and look
2: like an act of aggression against Russia well and Poland doesn't want to be invaded correct (laughs) or or have or have uh, missiles falling on on airports where they're launching those MiGs absolutely
1: let me ask you a question uh, the Polish people have their own language. Yes. Yes. Right. You speak Polish. I mean, it's,
2: I don't, but they do.
1: I, uh, okay. Yes. True. Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> uh, I, 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 didn't one, mean for I, that to, I didn't mean for I know, that to come out so <laughs> sarcastically. <laughs> you said you speak Polish. Well, I, I, I was speaking generically, <laughs> okay. not, not you personally. I would to be a wise I guy. Yeah. So, um, What I'm saying is what compounds probably the problem here, there, here, there, and with this flood of millions of people coming in from the Ukraine into this relatively small country, Poland, is that uh, they speak two different languages. Now, I'm sure there's a lot of crossover, as there is in Europe. Right. Because people, uh, I think, Melania Trump speaks five different languages or something like that because she, she had, you know, in that part of the world, you had to be fluid. I know when I traveled in, uh, one time when I I, I traveled in Europe, this is 1984 with my dad. He had a tour group our whole family went. Our tour guide who took us all over Western Europe. Well, uh, it was a, like a 14 day trip. So it was a lot of Western Europe that we saw. He spoke seven languages, seven languages. So, so, so I'm saying Europeans are used to – so I'm getting off, off track here. What I'm saying is if if Polish and – is it called Ukrainian?
2: Yes. I think so. Yeah. Yes.
0: They're both Cyrillic languages.
1: You you still could have major communication problems yes. uh, there and because I know – I mean I visit Mexico uh, from time to time but I don't speak Spanish right even though we're next door right I can I can read a little bit and understand a little bit but I'm just saying that could be something that could to, be problematic
0: something I think to factor into this whole refugee issue is Fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at the issue, there are a lot of NGOs, non-governmental um, organizations, UN-type organizations that have a lot of experience with refugee camps because they've been dealing with them in places like Somalia and, yeah. a, and for years. So they know what's needed. They know how to get stuff there. Now, again, it's, it's terrible. But it's not like Poland and is sitting there and going, We've never seen this before. No one's ever seen it. What do we do? There are right. people who know how to deal with this stuff. Um, and not that it's easy, but that is at least a little bit of a mitigating factor in that.
1: They know how to deal with Tumi and their refugees?
0: They, they, they have experience dealing with that many refugees in other situations.
1: Okay. Next story.
0: Uh, well, speaking of, I was, uh, we've been talking uh, recently. We, I have been talking with a Polish pastor. Uh, we wanted to get Pastor um, Bespalov on our show. Polish or Ukrainian? Did I say Polish-Ukrainian? Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. Ukrainian pastor Ivan Bespalov. He was in Kiev. And uh, we were trying to get him on our show for right now. He uh, is a pastor, and his church meets every day right now for a prayer meeting. For about an hour and a half starting about 10 30 our time through uh, 11 30 our time and um so he and he tells me during peace never would have been able to get his church to meet you know during the week every night they're there praying for obvious reasons so we can't have him on but i did talk to him yesterday and i got a little bit of a insight into what's going on in kiev and i'd just like to Help share with you a little bit about what life is like in Kyiv and what he and his family are doing. Cut three. In the city, the life is going on, even though the food has become scarce and quite expensive. Uh, primarily, people get uh, packaged food uh, that could last. At, uh, uh, the fresh food uh, basically is gone from from the shelves of the stores. Myself and my family, we are, we are busy uh, delivering food and, and medicine to the elderly neighbors and members of, of our church. instructed our church members uh, as they hear the uh, alarm, uh, the siren, or air attack uh, that they all should... Uh, Go down to the to the basements, to the bomb shelters. We have one under our building. We live on the ninth floor in the apartment building. So I know that's a little hard to understand. He said that uh, he uh, is helping uh, feed the poor. Um, they're almost out of food. They're using canned food. The food that's fresh <clears throat> is gone. And the what are they going to do when they run out? It, that's a hard question. That's a hard question. I don't know how how bad the siege is going to get um the last thing you heard him say was that they are ready to go into the bomb shelters uh the minute they hear sirens and it happens quite often so this, so this is in the edge.
2: capital city of Kiev. this is he, in
0: the capital this city, city of is. Kiev. yes i
1: guess i asked that question what are they going to do when they run out obviously that's bad you could starve to death yeah i'm just saying i wonder if there's going to be food a, a chain of food and and supplies coming from other countries to, well, have, to help those people out? I mean, or is that impossible? Well the history uh, of that.
2: Well, But, I mean, do the Russians have the city completely surrounded? I don't know that they do yet. I think they still can
0: get out of the south. But it, it, it is likely to happen. It could happen. But uh, we did this in Berlin for a while back in the day. The Berlin and Air I Lift. don't, yes, I don't know that the did Russians... What? Did what? We flew planes and put uh, food and such on pallets and parachuted them down or landed in places where... That we we could help feed the population. I don't know uh, if Russia would see that as an aggressive act. I have a feeling they would not. I don't. Wait,
1: g- we were feeding the the Germans.
0: Yeah. The, yes. This Berlin. is after
2: after World War II. The Soviets refused to allow the Allies any access to Berlin, which split half, well, well, was, split, was split in half. It was, time, well, split in half. the was East and West Germany, and because e- Berlin was in East Germany and the russians would not allow anyone in or out no and so what the us did is they had the berlin airlift and and w- flew food and supplies into the berlin airport and eventually the soviet union said well w- w- we will back out and so berlin was split between the allies and
1: the but but Soviets. you're telling me we were helping feed Berlin. Yes. The Germans who we had been at war with. Yes. Yep. Only America does that. Yeah. <laughs> well does, the Marshall who, Plan, who we help rebuild we help rebuild All Europe. Of Europe. Yeah. Yeah. The Marshall, yes, and well, you know, we 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 had the foresight, I think by we the United States had the foresight to understand that a re- a rebuilt Europe would be good for America in the long yes. run, right? So one wouldn't go communist. Right. Right, so it, so it was good on multiple levels. Yeah, but the, but but think about it in the history of the world, what country, <clears throat> what country uh, uses its blood and treasure to help liberate and feed and whatever, people other people who can't do anything for us
0: and yeah. that have been previously been our enemies. So this is yeah. consistent, our, that, that, consistent. That, that with is us. our
1: Christian heritage. Yes, That's yes. where that. If you want to know where that that. That comes from. It's not in the abstract. It's not Mao. Right. It's, it's not uh, Hinduism.
2: It's not Stalin. No. And it, it's communism. it's
1: Christianity. With the uh, when it when Christianity dominated America, these the fruit of that was a worldview that permeated even our government that said human life, every human life is valuable, and we must do everything we possibly can. To help when people are in need
2: or they're suffering, we did the same thing with Japan. We we helped rebuild. Yes, yes, their their country. Right, gave them a whole then, constitution and-, and then turned it over to them.
1: Yeah. yeah. Listen, if, if there's a major earthquake today somewhere in Central America, it, Chi- the Chinese government's not sending aid. Who's going to be there? It's either going to be the American government, or and or. The American uh, church, church, right, uh, with people in the U.S. those mean, bad, hateful Christians, yes, who are, are going to make sacrificial contributions to help people they'll never even see, right, or meet, and there'll be no applause for them, right. You know what I'm saying? So that's the spirit of our country, but that spirit of our country, I don't know how long it'll last. Comes from the bible and o- ultimately goes back to the, uh, love one another uh and, and, and care for one another one-on-one but also generally speaking from from uh, people to people
2: yeah and let's let's lay out the alternative here in this country i, I know this is a little bit of a side a little bit of a rabbit chasing but i think this is good yeah so during covid Good Samaritans purse. Remember, they sent the they set up the hospital. Yes, in New York. In in, in New York, Central Park. In Central Park, <laughs> to go and help alleviate the strain <laughs> because on there the was hospital. an overflow. <laughs> because there was an overflow, this Christian ministry goes there. How were they? And playing, you had Ed? politicians <laughs> saying, "Get them out of Central Park," because those Their Christians hate are ha- are haters. Right. So that there's, there's your difference in worldview and how you, how you treat people. The Christian impulse, because of the Bible, what you're saying, Tim, and because of Christian truth that every life is valuable to God, is to go and help. The progressive secular left is, even though you're here to help people who may be suffering from COVID, we disagree with what you believe, get out. Mm -hmm. there's they're your choices america
1: in the history of the world there's there's been no mm, more influence for good what we understand as good today in western society as the christian faith i mean there's just nothing they
0: still talk about the america as being the only the great experiment the only uh country that was founded on an idea and that idea is founded on scripture yeah right
1: yeah well the what we're talking about here is uh, if you want to Love your neighbor as yourself. What what, what religion teaches that? Huh? Or if you don't have a religion like atheism, communism, atheism, synonymous, right? Yeah. They don't care about the little man running across in front of the tanks in Tiananmen Square. You know, or the little, it's it's total, complete control over people's lives. Uh, And you
2: serve the state.
1: And you serve the state because there is no God to answer to. So whether I run over the man in Tiananmen Square or I slaughter Christians or I burn down their churches like they do sometimes in China, the government does, to demoralize people, it doesn't matter because there is no God. Right. So it's the survival of the fittest. Yeah. Basically mentality that comes into play as opposed to a Christian worldview that teaches, wait a minute. I don't care how powerful you are you can't treat people uh, like they're I don't, animals right some people treat animals better than humans but you, you can't uh, in other words even the most powerful of people in a Christian worldview are accountable to God on how they treat the least of these
2: right yep.
1: and that teaching has permeated our thinking in America for our hit country's history and still does to some extent, but we're losing we're losing uh that sum to uh atheism, agnosticism,
2: yeah
1: and other what do you call those philosophies? Oh maybe uh, worldviews Age New Age kind uh, of ideas. So yeah, it, but the pe- the very people that try to, that try to uh, You know, I remember when Katrina hit, and Eight Days of Hope, our good friend Steve Tiber, and and that ministry started after Hurricane Katrina. But where we live here in Tupelo, Mississippi, we're like four or five hours from the Gulf Coast, so we weren't impacted. But I just remember we are a a main roadway down to the Mississippi Gulf Coast from folks in, you know, other parts of the country. I just remember seeing... First Assembly of God, Lexington, Kentucky. I'm talking about coming down to help with Katrina right after, in right. the afternoon. I remember seeing people from Michigan, uh, people from uh, Pennsylvania. You, they were all church vans. Yes. Huh? Right. Some church on the side of there, or, or, or either they were some parachurch organization, which was also a Christian ministry, Salvation yeah. Army, or whoever the case, whatever the case may be. I, I saw no, uh, uh, you know, Columbus, Ohio association of humanist, uh, <laughs> right banned taking, taking supplies down to the Gulf coast. When,
2: when these people took their own time, they took vacation time.
1: That's what I'm talking go, about. Yeah, I, After I just, I just remember that was a, a visual that I remember from hurricane Katrina, seeing all these people from around the country coming through where we live to go down to the Mississippi Gulf coast, who who, uh, and they were almost all exclusively Christian-based. Yeah. I mean, that's true all over the world. Yeah, right. You, if you go down to Central America, and if there's anybody doing work, charitable work down there, you may find some United Nations, whatever. But if, if you're going to find private organizations— Or that effective,
0: are, for that matter.
1: Private or effective organizations that are doing charitable work in Central America, it's going to be all— Almost all American evangelical churches. Right. Huh? And the Catholic church too. Yeah. Catholics too. They do a lot of charitable work. I'm talking, but it's, uh, and that's the same in Africa. Yep. You go over to Africa and you're going to find that the vast majority, if there is any charitable work done outside help, it's American missionaries. Right. Uh, now you're going to have some Koreans too. The Koreans provide a lot of missionary work and help around the world now uh but I'm just saying wherever you go around the globe the the people who are doing the grunt work with no cameras on them right to help others who they don't even know it's going to be the Christians from America most all the time and who and they're and also
2: funded by. Maybe may the reason why God hasn't fully judged this nation for its wickedness is because there is that element as well, and the gospel a being preached. Or whatever yeah, you want to call that it. There are people doing God's work. Yeah. I, who knows? I'm not Yeah, speaking no, no. For God. I, 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 I'm just saying.
1: Why wouldn't that be true? Yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't that be true? we got about a minute and a half left, Steve. Did well, i got good news. Oh, do you what want to talk well, I don't want to interrupt. Go, no. You got good news, lad. On me,
0: I, there's no uh, <laughs> gas prices are not climbing to their highest uh, thing ever, uh, amount ever. Uh, according to our mainstream news media, I'm looking at Yahoo Finance and Market Watch and uh, the Los Angeles Times. Uh, if you adjust for inflation, the rise in gas prices don't come close to where the highest price is. In other words, if you adjust for inflation, there is no inflation. Okay, you lost me. I want to believe this is good news. <laughs> I just got to understand it first. A little bit of a little bit of tongue and cheek here, but um the hey, reason Oh,
2: I see what you did. Gas there.
0: prices are high. Yeah. And so we're paying more, but these <clears throat> mainstream media outlets are saying, "You know what? Uh if you adjust for inflation, you know, really in dollars like if you were spending back in the 70s or 80s, we're not paying as much as we were then." So
1: All right, question. Uh th- that's if you don't understand what Steve just said, we can't help you, right now at this point with a minute to go. But I, I, I get what you're saying, brother Steve. Now, did you realize what do we got? A minute left here. Did you realize, fellas, I haven't even discussed this matter with you guys? <laughs> oh boy! So I'm gonna spring, I'm gonna spring it on you. That the, uh, you know, the Tin Man. Yes. From the Wizard of Oz. From the Wizard of Oz. Yeah.
2: Not personally, but <laughs> he speaks Polish. <laughs> you know, that was a good one. Yeah,
1: that was a good one. Uh, not the song by America. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking right, about. Right. I'm talking about the Tin Man in the Wizard of Oz. 80 years ago, that movie. Well,
2: 1939.
1: The, the, the Tin is that really 39? Okay,
2: yeah.
1: uh, that was been a good trivia question right there. The Tin Man's oil can. Yeah, it's it's uh, auction being auctioned.
2: Really, the one from the movie, the prop?
1: Uh, let's see, the ten Man's no. oil. Can. I got the this real New York Tin Man's post.
2: real oil can, Ed.
1: <laughs> the ten Man's oil can from the 1939 Technicolor fantasy is being sold for two hundred thousand dollars. I'm gonna wow. put in
2: a bid. Yeah.
1: You know, after ninety seven, I quit. Ninety seven thousand. I, I couldn't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I couldn't see it being worth more than that. No, you're right. And uh, no. I, <laughs> But anyway, it it is being auctioned. I would think that would be like putting the Smithsonian Museum in D.C. as a national treasure. You know, uh, uh, Judy Garland's shoes from that movie are on display at the American History Museum in Washington, D.C. You can go see the slippers that uh,
2: that,
1: that Dorothy wore. We're going electric. 200 grand for an oil can. Not going to do it.